Hello, Anchor listeners. This is Gregory Rutchick. Marathon training. It has been, wow, a lot of a pandemic ago <sighs> since we've spoken. Coming to you here December 2nd. We're wrapping up 2020. And uh, today's kind of a, maybe the example of a day where just things just seem really, um, Sluggish, for lack of a better word. Let me just catch you up. Uh, No races, um, except virtual ones, so far in 2020. Um, I did those at the beginning of the pandemic. I did three virtual races I may have spoken to you about. Um, I did, and I what they were was sign up, get a T-shirt, get a, a medal, and then just post your times. I did a half marathon. I think I did that in May or June. And I did some, uh, maybe a second half marathon or a 10K. I think I did uh, pretty pretty quickly after that. Um, my workout routine has really kept me sane to the extent I'm sane. Um, I'm walking right now. Today is Wednesday. It's not really a rest day, but I kind of not doing a whole hell of a lot. I've taken quite a few rest days during each, each week. Uh, in addition to bodyweight workout, I do a push-up, sit-up, squat, isometric workout with my martial arts uh, teacher, uh, which is a fabulous, uh, hard, often using a medicine ball. Try doing a push-up on a medicine ball, 12-pound medicine ball really strengthens your fingers, wrists, and forearms, Uh, sit-ups, holding the medicine ball. But what the workout really is about is about tension, tension in my spine, tension in my muscle groups, and learning uh, that I can be aware of tension in a particular part of my body and then to try to just relax it, like my quad or my glute, Um, You can do this best first practicing lying down so there's nothing really holding you up and tense your body as you inhale your whole body from your toes to your head. Hold it really, really, really tight. Now just relax. Let's try it again. We're going to breathe in from our, pretend our toes have, you know, our, our toes are our lungs. We're breathing in from our toes all the way up past our ankles, our knees, our quads, our shins, our pelvis, our abdomen, our chest. Sorry for that interruption. So we're going to just try this again. We're going to basically breathe in from our toes, tighten our toes, our ankles, our quads, our legs, our abdomens, our middle bodies, our shoulders, our arms, our hands, our neck, our mouth, our face. Hold it for a second. Tight and relax. So this exercise of selective tension called selective tension taught to me by Martin Wheeler Martin Wheeler Sistema Russian martial artist what it what it what it's really interesting is is this when you're running really hard or working out really hard and you're like out of breath um, there's obviously physiological explanations for that which is beyond my pay grade but essentially the body is built up carbon I believe carbon dioxide in the muscles. 
And you've got to get that out. So it's actually the exhale that's most important. But that's just the carbon dioxide that's in the lungs. Getting the carbon dioxide out of your, I believe, there's a chemical reaction that happens in your muscles, is not so easy. What happens is the body goes through a process to get the carbon dioxide out and get new oxygen in. Because you need oxygen to survive. So best example of it is, is so why is it important? Well, what's number one is it's calming to know that you have some control. If you do this exercise of tension and then relax, and you do it even in a push-up, try to do, it's just, let me just show you one more exercise. We're going to go a push-up. We're going to do inhale, inhale, exhale down, inhale up. We'll do 10 of those. Just regular inhale up, exhale down, 10 push-ups. Okay, so I'm not going to do them in real time with you, but now I want you to try the opposite of your breath. Inhale, now exhale, down, inhale up. Just reverse it. So you're now exhaling where you're inhaling and inhaling. Do 10. Okay. A little different, a little different feeling. Are you lightheaded? Are you a little sluggish and slow? Okay. So now I want you to hold your breath and do 10. Hold your breath and do 10. See what happens. Well, I'll tell you what happens. Well, at about 8, and I've been doing this for... Uh, I think six or seven years, about eight or so, the potty starts to send these messages. Oh my God, I'm gonna, I need to breathe. I need to breathe. I'm going to pass out. Well, you're not going to pass out. The brain becomes aware of things. It's getting messages from the body. And by 10, you're basically, you have to quickly recover. So what we learn to do is called burst breathing. So burst breathing is short out your mouth, short in your nose. Short out your mouth, short in your nose. And you're bringing, getting the bad air out of your lungs and the new air in, bringing it in through your nose, the good air. So this is a recovery technique. So now if you know you can calm your brain and your muscles with a recovery technique, and you can also calm yourself when you are at past exertion point, is that useful? Um, it is useful. Why? Because the brain and the body get stressed. And if we have a technique that we can use to recover from, because I think we're all going to get stressed or startled, uh, we might even get injured. If we have some tool in our toolbox to use towards recovery, recovery could just be quick recovery, or it could be part of something that we do every day until we start to feel better. You know, if we're down, for example, or we injure ourselves and we can't do exercise A, we can only do exercise B. We can't run, maybe we can only walk. Or we can't run or even walk comfortably, but we can get to a pool, kind of hard to do in COVID, and swim a little. Or if we can't do either of those, maybe we could get on a bike. You know, so a tool in the toolbox of recovery is basically knowing a method for Returning the body when it's past exertion or stressed. Burst breathing is one technique. Uh, and also training the body by putting it in exertion through push-ups. You can do the same with 10 sit-ups and 10 squats. 
and you can inhale and exhale and then you can hold your breath and do 10 of each and see your body panic right there on the floor nothing's gonna happen no there's nobody holding you from holding your breath at eight if you all of a sudden panic to such an extent you just just breathe breathe it's fine you got this promise to yourself that you're gonna try to do 10 but just breathe and you're like oh that wasn't so bad I didn't pass out so these are some things that I've explored even more carefully during COVID because I'm sure for you, your stress level goes up and down because it has been going up and down for me. Work has gotten extremely busy. Workouts are sometimes compressed and kind of fit in between things. And well, um, it's not easy, it's not easy. So, um, you know, I had planned and still dreamed about the 50 miler, um, you know, and the 50 miler is kind of the next, it's anything past really a marathon. So I'm really, how am I going to train for that? Well, I, I know how to train for that because I ran and trained for four marathons since you and I first met. And what I know is, is we're going to grid it out. It's going to probably take us 16 weeks to train for a marathon. Let's say it takes us twice as long to train for something longer than a marathon. And we're going to not just be focused on, we're not just focused on running, obviously. If you remember in our spreadsheet, which I never really showed, showed you, let's just split up a week. One day is definitely going to be a rest day, maybe even two. Rest days, when I first started, I wish somebody had just said to me, look, you have to rest your body. Rest means nothing. You're going to get up. You're going to work. You're going to walk in back from your desk in your car, and you're going to have lunch, and you're going to sleep. You're not going to do just a rep of biceps, or you're not going to do just a short jog. No, rest is you're going to not do any physical exertion, and you're going to let your body recover. And it's going to be hard to do initially because you're going to think you're being lazy, and you're like, oh, my God, what if tomorrow when I run again, I'm not able to run? Well, you'll be fine. So the next thing is, is you're going to plan out other things than running because there's great joy and more importantly, important things like tendon, working your feet. You're going to be grabbing balls with your toes and socks with your toes. You're going to work your ankle tendons and your knee tendons, maybe doing some yoga. You're going to be doing some swimming. You're going to do things that you've never maybe done before, like riding a bike and realizing how uncomfortable these bikes are and what shorts you got to buy. Your gear bag is going to get bigger. You're also going to learn about nutrition and hydration because before you act, like before your run and before your big race, you're going to have, you know, pre-race food and pre-race drink. Well, during the activity. So even with workouts, you're practicing then. If tomorrow I have a big run or a big workout, I'm going to eat differently tonight than I might do at lunchtime. So you're going to learn about food and hydration. You're going to take notes. How did I feel when I had all that pasta? Well, maybe that's not, maybe that's not what you want to be eating. I find the pasta is not my always go-to. Sweet potatoes are great. Beans are great. Um, I do like brown rice and black rice a lot. Um, you know, vegetables are great. Um, and then your snack foods. What do you eat during the day? And how does it recharge you? You're going to 
focus on self-nurturing techniques, whether it's the burst breathing, tension work, whether it's mindfulness, because we have to basically become comfortable and really just let the plane learn how to soar. You know, when the plane is soaring, there's almost the notion that you could turn the engines off and it would still be able to go. You know, when you're running and you kind of be like, wow, I've been running and I'm really not paying attention to it. Well, you want to get to a place where you're very aware of what's going on around you. You're not worried about the body. The body is running its, you know, running from here to there or it's doing its routine and your mind is relaxed and not you're not overly concerned about any sensations that the body might have, you know. So all of these things are part of your training. How's that?